0: Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And
1: this is Katie.
0: And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. And we have just a couple announcements. Beep, 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 beep. Beep, 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 beep. No, that's not right. It's right. Ding, ding, ding. There you go. We're doing a moment
1: precious moment. We've been waiting a
0: lifetime for a moment like this with Mary Payne, which I didn't know what a moment was and some people still don't because they keep thinking we're having a real life meetup moment. It's a virtual thing. From this moment. And it's on December 13th and tickets, I believe, are on sale now. If you are a Patreon or Supercaster, Superstar of ours, then <laughs> you will get a discount code, I think, in your email. So... Check that out. But we're going to be talking about Mystery on Mistletoe Lane. Oh, my gosh. Which is a Hallmark movie. Oh, my and gosh. And we might have some special guests joining us.
1: It's going to be a holiday spectacular.
0: Woohoo! Moment. So join us. Take- check it out. Check it out. And thank you, Barry Payne, for- doing he- the heavy lifting on planning this and your producer Ingrid.
1: Yeah, wow. They're good at moments. They really Sorry, are. Sorry, I keep trying to call it the movement and that that's not right. It's definitely it's a moment, not a, it's movement. a movement. It's no, a moment. It's a moment.
0: So, we are doing a classic dateline here because NBC has gifted us for some Thanksgiving repeats and we are headed into repeat season, I fear so that's
1: okay we have a few we haven't covered from the latest episodes and this one is an oldie but a very interesting i don't want to say goody because no murder is goody this is fascinating though i didn't know this case
0: okay good this was a great one yeah it really is is season 22 episode 11 it's called secrets secrets in seattle seattle oh boy november 20th 2013 hosted by dennis the menace i love dennis now for minksgiving i did want to pick the
1: non-menace dennis the murphy
0: dennis the what's the opposite of a menace
1: dennis the bestest
0: okay i did want to pick a mink for minksgiving but we've done most of minks that's rough
1: we are observing minksgiving whether or not we are paying tribute with an episode he knows how we feel
0: Mank texted us, Happy Thanksgiving, and we both immediately at the same time texted, We observed Thanksgiving, yeah. not Thanksgiving. Thanks. Correct. Yeah. So this episode starts with Lester in a leather bomber jacket.
1: Lester in leather.
0: Leather Lester. It is He's not like, a bomber a leather jacket. Daddy? It is
1: a utility vest. A leather utility vest.
0: Are you kidding me?
1: I'm not kidding you.
0: I need to go back. Okay. I feel like I would have noticed if there were no sleeves.
1: I'm, oh, very strange. What? Okay. So he has on a three outfit. He's got on a collared shirt, a sweater underneath, and then a leather vest. And either the sleeves are a different pattern and they're not leather and they're canvas or we're seeing the sweater underneath. Hmm. It is an interesting look regardless. I was like, oh,
0: what's happening? Yeah. It was more rough and tumble than his normal buttoned upness Is he on location somewhere? No.
1: Oh my goodness, I can't tell. The folks at home are going to have to tell us.
0: Katie's also on her phone, bear in mind. I am on
1: my phone, but...
0: I'm going to look on my laptop and see what happens. Good luck, you'll see. So, see, I can figure it out. Seattle was raw after a week of relentless winter rain. A woman lost had been found in the tangle of the blackberries, Mm. and it took nine days to find her. The answer to where? Okay, I could not understand. I had to rewind 17 times. The answer to where, question mark. The answer to where? Got it. Okay, does Mm -hmm. that make sense? But I didn't feel like I was getting that from the... enunciation. So we
1: are getting the answer to the question where. He's exactly. just cutting out all those words I just said.
0: All those words.
1: Yep, there we go. For another
0: time. Yeah, another 7 years to answer the other questions of all homicides, who and why. That's when I got it. I needed to, the full you did. thing to understand Dennis. Yeah. Dennis speaks in Dennisisms, but we have to go back before she became those chilly words, the victim to find the dearly loved person named Nikki Peets. And Nikki also is spelled N-I-C-I, interestingly mm-hmm. enough. So Nikki had a way to make you smile, which I felt like was kind of like having a contagious smile because if you make other people smile, then your smile's kind of contagious. So Nikki's mom, Gail, is, I don't even know how to describe Gail. I do.
1: She looks a lot like Eileen Brennan.
0: There we go. I uh, see. I was thinking more adult Haley Mills, Juliet Mills, but
1: Eileen Brennan in The Sting. Yes. The minute I saw it, I was like, "Oh, Mrs. Peacock, Here we go." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just startling when you figure out who it is. Now, when you look at her, you're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, it's." She I looks great. She's
0: wearing pearls the whole time. Mm-hmm. She has kind of a like a bouffanty haircut hairstyle fashion
1: fashion from head to toe
0: she's fashion she looks glamorous all the time we're also meeting her sister tanya and dennis says was nikki your annoying kid sister and tanya says yes and then dennis chuckles and i thought it was a cute moment
1: it's really cute
0: and apparently their mom made them dress the same and they just seem miserable about it i'm glad i had a brother and was not forced to dress the same were you and your sister forced to dress the same
1: Yeah, but when we were very, very little, and I don't remember hating it. I remember being at that age where your mom puts clothes on you. Yeah, so you you just just go with it. You don't have a choice.
0: So Nikki's high school friend said she didn't see the bad in people, and she says it very poignantly. Eventually, as an adult, she worked in the head office of Bally's Total Fitness. And if you thought we were going to be talking about staying in shape around Thanksgiving, no. Do whichever you want to do. Splurge, work out if you like it, don't if you don't. Take care of you. Just do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. And her employees loved her. I did used to belong to Bally's actually. And? I don't remember good things about the locker room. Meaning? Just locker rooms and gyms are gross. The floors are always wet inexplicably with maybe some hair clumped at the drains. But that sounds like every it Smells weird room. and gross. I think it could be every. I mean- the gym, the locker room at my pool is also no picnic. So they're just an
1: acquired taste, I think,
0: right? I don't know if anyone's ever acquired this. I, I don't know. No one needs to hear about any of that. So at Bally's Total Fitness, she met David Pietz, and it's spelled strange.
1: Spelled P I E T Z.
0: Yeah. And he was six feet tall, four years younger, and exuded a smooth, confidence. And when you see him, you will either think him or maybe a few of you will think, okay, I get it. I'm curious to know what the percentage is. Katie just made a large X with her hands like she was on America's Got Talent. No, I I I made an
1: X because of the description of him being smooth and four years younger and something at the peak of his game, something like that. And I say nay to that. All that sounds bad.
0: That's very suspicious to Katie.
1: Really suspicious. No, he was handsome enough, I get it, that if he was really confident that he could convince you into thinking he was attractive. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Confidence goes a long way.
0: Confidence goes a long way. I will say I was tracking his razor burn throughout the whole episode. And? And that's what I remember more than most things about this episode. I
1: did not notice. That's going to disappoint you.
0: I noticed in every photo, and I remembered it about this episode. Oh. So anyways, let me know if you noticed. So he was going places. David was nice. He would laugh a lot. He was compassionate. Like Dateline, we will find that for most of those things, probably not true. And he had a presence that demanded attention. He wanted to sell more gym memberships than anyone, and he wanted to rise up in the company. He wanted to use the Stairmaster and climb his way to the top of that social ladder. And he wanted to be in management. And somebody says he could sell reading glasses to a blind person, which I've never heard. It's like the new sell ice in Alaska, I guess. No, that's a have heard that one. You've heard it?
1: Yeah. Sorry, what's the top position at Bally's? I'm guessing that there's a huge salary jump.
0: Is there a Mr. Bally?
1: I don't think you can get to be Mr. Bally's, but I do think... Sorry, and also, does Bally's Gym have anything to do with Bally's the casino in Las Vegas? Is it the same Mr. Great Bally's? Great question. There's also a shoe company, Bally's. A fine Italian leather goods, Bally's. I have a lot... Okay, I'll look it up later. That's a question for another time. But the question is, is there a huge salary jump to like middle management at a Bally's Gym, at just a random gym? Is that why he wanted to move up Do you up get so
0: commission much? if you sell gym memberships?
1: Yes. So sometimes those... Sales positions are better.
0: When Sabre slash Sabre took over Dunder Mifflin, Mm -hmm. they had a commissions cap. So maybe he hit his commissions cap and he would make more in management.
1: Or the management gets a slice of the commissions. And so once your management... You get a piece of everyone's commission under you. It's almost like a pyramid. MLM. Yeah. You get a slice of everyone's commission under you plus you're on salary.
0: I don't know. All I know is quitting a gym is like the hardest thing ever. What do you mean it's the
1: hardest thing ever?
0: They like make you give blood samples and-
1: Is it really that bad? What do you mean?
0: You have to like go in in person. And the part of the thing is you have not gone in person. It's so long. Then they like make you go in person or you have to sit on the phone for like 24 hours to try. It's a long process. You have to send a certified letter.
1: Okay. That's great to know. So never joining a gym. It's rough. No, ma'am.
0: So Nikki worked in management and she was the boss's favorite. There we go. They started dating. He gave her a bounce in her step, a lot of confidence, and her coworker says, out of everybody, he chose her. That has to make you feel special. And I was like, gross. No. That dynamic makes me feel very uncomfortable. What
1: about she chose him, maybe?
0: Exactly. There we go. But I don't think the friend meant it like that. I think the friend meant that was Nikki's perception of it, which makes me sad. Ladies, raise your standards. Be your own Prince Charming. Be your own Bally's Princess. They dating get hot and heavy. They move in together. And her mom, Gail, thought she is so happy. I think this is her dream man. He gave her a tennis bracelet with (laughs) her friend says, little teeny diamonds. (laughs) No, her sister said that. And I was like, what's that shade from the sister? Yes. Little teeny diamonds sounds like shade.
1: Is total shade. That sounds like a lyric in a Beyonce song.
0: Yeah, Becky with the good hair and the little teeny diamonds.
1: That he gave me this, but he gave you little teeny diamonds.
0: Yep. She loved that bracelet, though. Nikki wore it everywhere. And a another piece of jewelry would soon follow. A wedding ring. Dennis, Did
1: that have little teeny diamonds as well?
0: I don't know. No one specified. So... They got married in Hawaii with lays on very Lori and Chad Daybell, who have maybe ruined the Hawaiian lay wedding. And I hate to say that. So I'm sure lots of our listeners have had weddings there, and I'm sure it's beautiful. We need some
1: good Hawaii stuff coming. We need some good tourist Hawaii stories because Lori and Chad, not good. And then there's this new series on Mother God on HBO.
0: Yeah, we did the mother god story. Yeah,
1: and they go to Hawaii, so we need something else about Hawaii now.
0: Send us some good Hawaii stories, please. Yeah. Also, they just had horrible natural disaster. So, oh no. January 2006, Nikki and Dave were supposed to go to a dinner party that night. They were supposed to go separately to their friend's house. And he called her asking her to make plans for the night. He left her a message. She didn't answer. And then he shows up at the dinner party and Nikki never shows up. And Dennis says, Nikki was gone into the dark, into the rain. And she was only 32 years old. (sighs) David goes on the news with Nikki's mom, Gail, looking fabulous, asking the public for help. And Gail knows Nikki wouldn't just disappear. She keeps in touch. She tells you if she's going to be late, she would not just disappear. Mm -hmm. However, she does have a bit of a history, a troubled past. When she was a teenager, she developed abdominal pain due to the onset of puberty, Dennis says. Now, God bless Dennis for using euphemisms like the onset of puberty. I think
1: she had real bad cramps.
0: I think she had real bad feminine problems, like cysts and whatever going on. Yeah, it
1: sounds like there was some sort of endometriosis and something. Yeah, Yeah. but
0: Dennis says the onset of puberty. I I wish he had said menses. Yeah, that would attract. Couldn't you see that? Mm -hmm. Uh, Her becoming a woman, her flower blossoming. When
1: he says this, everyone raises their hand and goes, same.
0: Feel that. But I think hers were horrible, like a lot of women have, um, and her sis- then her sister just says she has horrible cramps, and she had a bunch of surgeries by the time she was 21, so she had severe problems, and yeah. she was prescribed all these pain medicines, and they made her like a zombie on them, and she ended up having to go to rehab to get off of them, Oof. and she got clean, she started working at Valley's, she took her sobriety so seriously, mm-hmm. she wouldn't even take an Advil for a headache. And she went to AA meetings every week that were an hour away, which was shocking to me because there have to be many more AA meetings in the Seattle area. Why did she have to go an hour away?
1: Because she found her meeting.
0: She found her meeting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because when and, I think like you'll just drive however far when you find your people, you yeah. find your right meeting. It's a real struggle, I think, for a lot of people who get out and they can't find yeah the you'll one find that people works that, for them. that vibe yeah. with.
0: And yeah. she was very successful. She was supposed to get her eight-year sobriety chip that weekend. Move, Everyone move. was so proud of her. She was so proud of herself, but she never made it to that meeting. Oof. So. Everyone is calling her, leaving her messages. Her family saying, even if it's a relapse, we want to hear from you. Let us know where you are. We're so worried.
1: Those were amazing messages. They're really, really
0: sweet. They are. Nine days later, a woman's body is found in the blackberry bushes, and she was naked. And oh. her arms are draped across her chest, crossed like a...
1: Yeah, like Nosferatu. So, wait a I minute was gonna though,
0: say, like someone in their coffin, like for a funeral,
1: yeah, and they don't mention that, but it is definitely that that crossed arms pose. So when is she actually reported missing
0: that the night. day she
1: didn't show up for her eighth sober birthday?
0: Well, that morning was Saturday morning. David had not seen her since the night before. Well, I'll get to that. I'm just
1: curious who called. I don't think we find out in this who actually called. Well, David
0: called called her mom, and then her mom came right to to town. And And probably called the police. Probably they both did, or one of them didn't. All right. So Detective Kathleen Decker, she says that her arms were placed very interestingly across her chest, and she was placed under the vines. And also this detective, Decker, is trained as a tracker. And yes. I got very excited about that. It did mean that we weren't going to get to see a cute search dog, probably. That no, was because tra- we have Tracker, tracker Decker. We have a a human tracker, tracker, Decker. Decker, and she has a special set of skills, a very particular set of skills. I liked her say. a
1: lot. I would like to see a side episode with Detective Kathleen Decker, the tracker.
0: She could join our female. Detective PI squad. I'm ready anytime. to put her in it. Yeah, so because I don't know if
1: we have a tracker specifically, and I feel I don't like think we do. Yeah, it,
0: she would come in handy. Yeah, she studies the broken branches and the leaves and the patterns and the mm-hmm. everything, and she feels like the body has been out there about a week, and that matches up because she's been missing for nine days, and her necklace and tattoo match the missing person's report for Nikki. So they figure out that it's Nikki pretty quickly. The tennis bracelet that she was known to wear all the time is missing. Now, Nikki's mom is devastated, but Nikki's mom, Gail, is the toughest of tough gals. She goes on the news and she's already in like vengeance mode. And she says, I hope we find who did this and punish him. Like, immediately, she's like, I won't even let the news see me cry. We are just talking about revenge at this point. Right. She's a tough mama bear. Oh, yeah. Captain Jesse Anderson goes to interview David, and he finds out they've been married for almost four years. David tells him about her history with drugs. He says that she had recently been back on prescription pills. She had slipped a disc in her back, which is a horribly painful injury, and she had gotten on a carefully monitored prescription for Percocet. Her doctor was monitoring them, and she had given David the pills to give to her. Like, she didn't even want to be in charge of them because she took it so seriously. Yeah. He says, late Friday night, he got home, and she was already asleep. Where was he late Friday night?
1: No, he was at the dinner party.
0: No, this is the night before. So Yeah, where was
1: he then late the night before?
0: Where was he that she was already asleep Friday night? We don't know. Mm. In the morning, so he's, he comes home, she's already sleeping. In the morning, he wakes up and she's already gone. And he thinks she's gone to her AA meeting that morning. And he thought he would see her that night at the dinner party, but she didn't show up. He goes home that night after the dinner party, and he sees that her purse, her keys, and her gray Jetta were gone. So- they show a lot of clips of photos of what's going on at their apartment. And you know I paused to I know because I'm a terrible person. Yeah, But I find it very interesting to see how other people live. Mm-hmm. And someone was on their laptop and it was open on the coffee table. That was surprising to me because my laptop, it's never open unplugged because i it's just going to die, right? So it's either closed or it's open and plugged and in. And
1: plugged in, right. This
0: was just... Open, but not plugged in. I could be a detective. Yeah. Also, strangely, on the coffee table next to the laptop, a roll of paper towels. And I thought, okay, like maybe someone was eating something or they spilled something. There's also a very small roll of toilet paper.
1: So someone had a runny nose.
0: Did they use the paper towels for both? I
1: think they had started to use the paper towels and were like, absolutely not. This is going to rip my nose apart. And so then they started to use the toilet paper, which is much smarter.
0: And they didn't have Kleenex in the house. Correct. There's also a book or a DVD, I couldn't tell which, called Action Heroes, but it's spelled wrong. It's spelled H-E-R-O apostrophe S. So unless there was a third word that I couldn't see that was like action. Action
1: Heroes Unite, Action Heroes
0: Activate. No, that's still, that wouldn't be right. That if it would be, that, then it would still be plural. If there's an apostrophe, it's possessive. So right, it would be so, like action heroes, weapons of choice. Oh, okay, or, there we go. So there's also a can of 7-Up and a can of Pepsi. Yeah. On the bed, there's a giant stuffed animal and yeah. one of those giant TVs that are so deep, you know, because it was 2006. So you this bet. was like before the flat screen. Broken broken blinds, but I couldn't tell if it was for a, from a struggle. But they also have a pet because there was like a large crate for a dog or something. They have a dog, but we never hear about the dog.
1: I know, but they do have a dog.
0: Where's the Where is the dog? Sorry. A lot of VHS tapes. I spotted Jurassic Park and Top Gun. I would think it would be DVDs, but I don't know what was happening in 2006.
1: I literally can't remember. I don't know. Yeah. No.
0: Dasani water. That's pretty much all I noticed.
1: Did you notice a pill bottle? Because that becomes really important.
0: So Nikki's bottle of Percocet was sitting on the counter along with Abercrombie and Fitch perfume. I did notice the Abercrombie perfume. And the bottle of pills is empty, even though it had just been filled. So David comes home. She didn't show up for this dinner party. He sees her bottle of pills and he freaks out. He wonders, was she using? What happened? Right. So... Dennis asked the detective how does this change the complexion of the investigation There we go Dennis I love when he talks like a gumshoe mm-hmm. and she says well it maybe she met up it makes it more complex it makes the complexion more complex Yeah and
1: complexion
0: Maybe she met up with a bad person to do drugs or to give someone drugs maybe it did she this has to do with her AA friends and that she saw at the meeting, what uh. we don't know. Doors are opening rather than closing in the investigation. Mm-hmm. But they're going to have to do some old-fashioned gumshoe detective work. Dennis says this with such glee because he loves old-fashioned gumshoe detective work. Yeah, they going to have to pound the f-
1: pavement, knock on a few doors, rattle some nerves.
0: <laughs> shake the branches and see what falls out.
1: Put a few noses at a joint. <laughs> Let's go, Dennis. We're See ready. What,
0: if your nose is twitching, and then we're going to put it in. Sometimes the nose is twitching because something's a little pinky. That's and then it. sometimes you have to make someone else's nose go out of joint.
1: There we Lo- go. Lots
0: of things are happening with noses mm-hmm. in Dennis' vernacular. Speaking of old-fashioned gumshoe detective work, I'm so excited to tell you about our sponsor, Newspapers.com, the largest online newspaper archive. Yes. So it's holiday season coming up. If you're looking for the perfect gift for, let's say, a genealogy lover, let's say a crime solver.
1: Mm-hmm. maybe
0: someone thinks there is a ghost in their apartment and they want to know who met their untimely demise there in 1937. Yeah. you got to go to newspapers.com and find out that information.
1: My garage keeps opening out of nowhere in the middle of the night. That's a fun one.
0: You're going to find out what's happened in that place. Yeah. Go to newspapers.com. Yeah. Do you know if it's a kind soul, a little Victorian child who is haunting you?
1: I think it's a giant spider pushing the button.
0: Well, there might be like an old spider burial ground where your house was built. And newspapers.com is the perfect place to look for that information. Thank you. So Newspapers.com now offers gift subscriptions to their vast archive of newspapers. They have more than 900 million pages in their collection across US, UK, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and beyond. Unlock hundreds of years of wedding announcements, obituaries, family stories, murders, and so much more. Help the family history lover in your life break through genealogical brick walls. Like the Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah. With a gift subscription to newspapers.com. My aunt worked for the LA Times for many, many years, and I'm able to go on newspapers.com and look up all the articles she worked on as an editor and a reporter. And she would tell me stories about in the 70s, they would wear like go-go boots and the shortest skirts imaginable to the office, but be doing stories on like Watergate and presidents and stuff. But that was how the gals dressed. I love it. It's so fascinating. It was a weird time in the 70s. There's always something new to discover with new papers added every month. Long after other gifts are forgotten, a newspapers.com gift subscription will continue to delight. For listeners of today's show, newspapers.com is offering 30% off gift subscriptions for a limited time. Just use the code DATEWITHDATELINE at checkout. Yay! Extra, extra,
1: get your newspapers.com.
0: <laughs> Carrie in the banner at a fine life. Carrie in the banner. Do you not know newsies? I don't. Oh, wow. Katie just gave me the saddest look, y'all.
1: I don't know it. I was like, oh, no, it's newsies. I bet. I bet it's newsies. <laughs> and I don't know it. Like, it's a weird hole in my life that I don't. It I is. just it, it missed me. You
0: would love young Christian Bale.
1: Also, it strangely feels like it's in competition with Bugsy Malone, so I, like, I can't be having it. I can't be having it. That. There can that only be sense. one. Mm-hmm. Can't have both.
0: Anyways, thank you so much, Newspapers.com. We thank you, newspapers. so excited. Such a good resource and a great gift. Yeah. Katie, speaking of uncommon gifts, let's oh talk boy, about uncommon goods.
1: Let's talk about the best place to find a gift this holiday season when you're looking for just every person in your life.
0: I literally just left Thanksgiving dinner with my family. Mm -hmm. We spent half the time comparing things that we had all bought on Uncommon Goods, and I'm not joking at all. Literally, I was like, I got this. And somebody else was like, oh, my God, I love them. I got this. And somebody else was like, oh, my God, let me show you this cool thing.
1: Yeah, because there is no bad gift on UncommonGoods.com. Look, if you want to hear where'd you get that this holiday season, then Uncommon Goods is your secret weapon. Uncommon Goods is here to make your holiday shopping stress-free completely by scouring the globe for the most remarkable and truly unique gifts for everyone on your list. Whether you're shopping for your secret Santa or for your entire family, Uncommon Goods knows exactly what they want, and they have a little bit or a lot bit of everything. Here's a few of my favorites. In the kids category, they have the perfect gift for every kind of little brain. Mini magical creature and dinosaur 3D sculpture kits, and create your own storybook kit. Also, fun science stuff for all those kids out there who are into making quote potions, like a frozen bubbles kit or a kit for making glowing slime. But as for me, I have my eye in the fun category where they have adorable little cat dishes as well as a super cool tabletop cornhole game. Amazing and tons of customizable gifts that really take a gift from special to extraordinarily, some may say uncommonly, good. Uncommon Goods looks for products that are high quality, unique, and often handmade or made in the U.S. They have the most meaningful, out-of-the-ordinary gifts anywhere, from art and jewelry to kitchen to home and bar. Uncommon Goods has something for literally everyone. And it's not just the same lackluster gift that you can find just anywhere. And with every purchase that you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back $1 to a nonprofit partner of your choice. They've donated more than $2.5 million to date. So what are you waiting for? Get something uncommonly good this holiday season for the people you love. And get 15% off your next gift at uncommongoods.com slash date dateline. That's uncommongoods.com slash date dateline for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. So go for something extraordinary this holiday season. Thank you so much, Uncommon Goods.
0: Thank you, Uncommon Goods. You're uncommonly good. I feel like I said that in a little creepy way. You're uncommonly good. I think it'll
1: sound better than you think it will. Okay, great. Yeah.
0: So Nikki's cell phone, interestingly enough, had made a call, one call, that Saturday afternoon to the gym's front desk while David was working. They can't figure that one out. So more on that later. Who answered the call? Unsure.
1: Did they let it go to voicemail? That's not a very good gym.
0: No, I'm sure somebody at reception answered the call.
1: She goes missing Friday evening, we think. Yeah. She's never seen Saturday on Saturday morning,
0: they think. Um, um,
1: because okay. they
0: think she went to this AA meeting Saturday morning. Got so it. So they check pawn shops for the tennis bracelet, but they can't find it. They find her car eventually, which is abandoned in a parking lot somewhere. At a university.
1: At a university, it's abandoned. I thought that was a clue and it was not.
0: They noticed that the driver's side had been, the seat had been pushed back. That's a clue. That's a clue. Yeah. Only David and her DNA are found in the car. That's a clue.
1: We've also been told specifically how tall David is, and we're hardly ever told how tall someone is. So we've got that going as well.
0: That's a great point. There's also a baseball glove in the back seat, which made me think they might be in a softball league together because they seem like softball league kind of people. Yeah, I see that. I was in a softball league once. I never had to play. Thank God I was backup. Meanwhile, everyone at work wondered why David looked essentially like poop. They thought he looked like he hadn't slept and he had lost weight. And someone says he seemed a little bit sad. And I was like, well, duh. His wife has gone missing. Why is everyone saying that? Do you? Obviously. How do you think
1: he's going to look? He just had a major death in his life. Do you? Th- he's supposed to just look like a daisy. What's yeah. wrong with people?
0: Detectives interview people at the ballys where she worked. Her coworkers say that at ballys, the rumors aren't really rumors; they're true.
1: That should be their slogan. I'm so sorry.
0: Whatever it is, is like, get healthy, get fit. It should instead be where the rumors are true. Yeah. And it's apparently like a big secrets resort also.
1: So I could see that, though, that gyms being reach out if you've worked at a gym and it had some serious interpersonal relationship stuff going on.
0: I would guess because everyone's like in skimpy attire. They're all very fit and spotting each other a lot of like hands on maybe feeling each other's muscles is that what happens sweaty I, I,
1: I think I'm only thinking of the movie 10 with Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. which I don't think that's any gym I'm picturing
0: but, let's get physical yeah Olivia that like John. that
1: I have but I have no knowledge of gym life I've not been to a, a gym like that
0: No have you been to a gym
1: Not that I can remember yeah, I don't... Leave in the comments if you've ever seen me at a gym and I don't remember.
0: <laughs> I don't, I've i never seen you in a gym. And I, every time we've done physical activity, the shoes that you were wearing were not inappropriate gym shoes. I've belonged to way too many gyms and have rarely gone. But I, they're great at taking my money. So, <laughs> so sad. The coworkers say that the rumors aren't really rumors, they're true. And everyone thought that Dave, the alpha dog of the sales department. Boo. Boo. And Nikki, the button down corporate nice girl were a hopeless fit. They were not romantically meant to be. Wow. Her coworker said that the more Nikki liked him, the more she knew that she shouldn't. Let me clarify the pronouns the more the friend knew that Nikki shouldn't like him, that it was bad and Nikki liked him too much. And then that's when I realized that the friend meant, did not mean like this guy was so much better than Nikki. It was more like Nikki just felt like he was better or she was lucky. He was a catch and she was lucky that he chose her.
1: I more felt like this friend had Dave's number from the beginning and was like, Yes. Oh, you like him way too much. He's not someone to be serious about. Uh, Yes. He's a fling kind of guy. You want to fling with him, fine. But she was worried that she was getting in deep.
0: Yeah, And then the comments get even more brutal from the coworkers. They felt like Dave was just trying to climb the corporate ladder. And everyone loved Nikki, including the boss. It was like a father-daughter relationship that she had with the boss. Mr. Bally, Mr. Ron Bally. And so he thought that it was a stepping stone to climb up in the company. And somebody even says, I don't even think Dave was attracted to her. And I was like, Oh, my God, that's so brutal. That's really mean. And I think that
1: person probably this could be a kissing a dead dog on the side of the road situation where the person really regrets it saying it on Dateline.
0: I feel like we say that comment too much and we might have new people. There was a detective in an episode once who said that his client didn't wasn't a murderer. He was just like a dumb teenager. And he said, I mean, I kissed a dead dog on the mouth on the side of the road when I was 16.
1: As a dare.
0: As a dare. So we all do dumb things. And then we imagined that he hung his head in shame and he beat himself up the whole night he would wake up at three in the morning in cold sweats being like why did i say that about the dead dog why i
1: I think we didn't land on that i think we landed on the wife said you didn't tell the dead dog story did you (laughs) dale dale
0: dale and and i think they got divorced because like she couldn't get over the fact that she was now married to the guy who said the dead dog story on national television
1: To Keith Morrison or whomever. Yeah, whoever the host was. I can't even
0: remember what the episode was. But I remember the guy's face and my reaction when he said that.
1: The nation's face. Your face was the nation's face. And it was also his wife's face followed by divorce papers.
0: (laughs) And it wasn't that she had never heard the story and didn't know that he had done that and still chose to kiss him on their wedding No, it wasn't that. They, it, was it was that he always that he told, told the, story. the story. And she
1: thought, surely he won't tell this <laughs> to Dateline NBC. Surely he'll make a different choice here. And Dale did not do that. Dale acted as Dale acts. I don't know if his name was Dale. I don't know he's that's was how Dale. he acted.
0: Yeah.
1: He's gonna tell that story. He's <laughs> proud of that story. Yeah. That story gets everyone laughing at the bar after a few beers. So why wouldn't it make everyone laugh on TV?
0: Yeah, he doesn't know they're laughing at him, not with him. No,
1: they're doing the gross out laugh, which is ho oh. <laughs> That's not a laugh. That's a gross out. <laughs> that's a oi cringe.
0: <laughs> oh poor Dale. So
1: Dale made his choice, Kimber. He made that choice for his life. He
0: made that bed with the dead dog's mouth <laughs> on it and he it. lied in it. So hopefully this friend does not go home and think, "Why did I say that he wasn't attracted to her?" The woman is dead. I could have said something a little kinder. Yeah. So Dave loved ladies, and especially the gym ladies. He chased women. Okay, so his friend says, not his friend. Sorry, the coworker says, Dave chased women inside the club, outside the club, on the side of the club, on the top of the club. She was amazing.
1: That she was a great interview.
0: Yeah. And the detective says to Dennis, the detective is a bit of an older gentleman, and Dennis is an old fashioned gentleman. And so the detective says to Dennis, in current analogy, in current terms, he was kind of a player. And I was like, good job, detect
1: that captain Jesse Anderson. He is a captain. Not yeah. just the detective He's sorry, captain.
0: captain. Good job, Captain. Uh, he says he was a kind of a player in current terminology, but that doesn't make him a killer, but it well, goes further i mean it's, it's it's not a great sign though mm-mm. also, it turns out he no longer worked at Bally's because his behavior had gotten him fired. Several female workers had filed sexual harassment claims against him, okay. Poor Nikki, how embarrassing is that? It shouldn't reflect on her, but I'm sure she felt like it did. But her, his bad behavior should not reflect on her.
1: But you would absolutely feel like that. Anyone would. I would.
0: How does she feel like just that her husband had to leave the company in shame and for hitting on people while he's married? Your coworkers. That's horrible. This whole thing is so. You need to
1: crush those tiny little diamonds into dust and blow them in his face.
0: Yes. So this woman, Jackie, who we're meeting, Jackie was sick of the harassment and she finally went to Mr. Bally or whoever her higher up was, which good for her. That's not easy. This to girl, do. this person's
1: name is Jackie. Okay.
0: Hmm. Good for her. That's hard to do. And she did it. And David moved on to 24 hour fitness, which is hilarious. Is there a hierarchy of gyms and is 24 hour fitness lower than Bally's that they take Bally's rejects who get fired for sexual harassment? Did they not know? Why was he hired again at another gym? I don't think he should be around people. Wow. What's happening at 24 I think hour it, fitness?
1: Are they 24 hour fitness is desperate for employees and they're not calling references, is what's happening.
0: Yeah. So he would talk to his new coworkers very openly about his sex life with his wife and would say things like, I want to bring someone else into the marriage, into our relationship. I want to do three ways and I'm trying to get my wife to go with me to swingers clubs. And he's just saying this to like his new coworkers after he was fired at his last gym for sexually harassing people. But they don't know that. So he gets a clean
1: slate here. He can start with the terrible comments just from scratch.
0: There we go. (sighs) Also, he probably doesn't think there's anything bad with it because he's discussing it with the guys. He probably doesn't think that that's wrong. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: I definitely think he was also discussing it with the girls.
0: Oh, yeah. You're probably right.
1: I think he's just one of those guys.
0: Yeah. I think he has a problem and it's called being a perfect douche. (laughs) He reminds me of a younger, thinner, more attractive master Bob. And he's just inappropriate and slimy and gross. Sometimes we see guys like this on
1: 90 Day Fiance.
0: Yeah.
1: Where they think they're really great.
0: Sarper, I'm looking at you, buddy. So David is working at 24 Hour Fitness, sexually harassing everybody there. Is he the one that said something about like,
1: Her this and this looks good this week or something. Yeah,
0: yeah. it was to Jackie. What looks better on Jackie today? Her boobs, her butt, or her legs?
1: That's so nasty.
0: It's so gross. So he would talk to the coworkers about swinging in three ways. And Nikki had said to her friends that he wanted to do some of this exploring. And she was not into it. But of course, with the guys at the gym or the girls, he's acting like maybe she's into it. So no, Dennis says what I'm not hearing, Captain, is motivation. And then <laughs> what and I'm then not
1: hearing, Captain, is motivation. is motivation. Is it motivation or motive?
0: Maybe motive.
1: What I'm not yeah, hearing, yeah, motivation
0: Captain. is like gym talk. Yeah, because I
1: heard motive. So what I'm not I'm hearing, sure Captain, said, dot dot dot, is motive. And He's I so probably was
0: thinking of a, pos- a poster at the gym that's like motivation.
1: Yeah, exactly. Find your
0: motivation.
1: But like a guy hanging off a mountaintop.
0: Yeah, exactly. So then Dennis says, maybe the husband did it. But then again, maybe he didn't. <laughs> and I was like. He did, yes, Dennis. Dennis, that is the crux of all datelines. <laughs> but thank you. That is, did the person do it or didn't they? That was one time, didn't we have a lawyer who was like, what we have to get the jury to figure out is did the person do it or not? And I was (laughs) like, yes. Thank you, prosecutor, for explaining that to us. Appreciate it. I didn't know what a jury was for.
1: That's really funny.
0: So the investigation unfortunately goes cold for years, even though all of her family, including her mom, Gail, thinks that it's David. And Dennis says... No,
1: we're not going to talk about this.
0: He was sad.
1: Dennis needs to learn to not <laughs> ask these questions and not to be so blunt about it.
0: He says to mom, Gail, he says, when you were out there in the emotional wilderness in 07, 08, 09, what were your lowest moments?
1: He says, what was your lowest moment, Gail? That Dennis...
0: And she's like, I didn't want to live, I was crying every day, and it was all low moments. But you know who's really good at that, actually, is Andrea. I find that Andrea will push a lot harder to get the tears, to get the good soundbites. She'll be like, she was your only child. Your only child was dead. How did it feel that your only child was dead? But this was not
1: that. This was this horrible thing happened to you. What was the worst part of it?
0: Yeah. When you were out in the emotional wilderness.
1: I wrote Dennis exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, And I am <laughs> not one to overuse exclamation points. No,
0: I am. I no. was
1: upset. So that was inappropriate.
0: Poor, poor Gail. No, we love you, Dennis. So, we love you,
1: Dennis. And we love you, Gail. We did not like this moment.
0: David finally leaves the fitness industry. Thank God. What's an industry with no people in it? Can he work out on a telephone wire by himself? Where are there no women? And then we find he went to work at a bank. And then he starts going to church. And I was like, well, that'll fix him. Except no, it won't.
1: (laughs) I was going to say that's a red flag. He's got guilt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So he meets a woman there named Kim, and she thinks he's a forlorn widower and just the nicest guy ever. Is Kim his girlfriend? No, just friends, apparently. Does David have just friends? I don't know. Okay. Uh, Kim is making it seem on Dateline as if they are just friends, so that's all we know. Okay. Meanwhile, the three ring binders filled with Nikki's case moved from desk to desk until they hit two cold case detectives. Pavlovich and Ellis. Yeah.
1: yeah. Mellis.
0: Mellis. Pavlovich and Mellis. One tells the mom, Gail, I'm going to be the last detective on this case, <laughs> which I love that bravado. That was it really sounds good. sounds pretty tough guy. I like it. Yeah. They start with the assumption that something had happened to Nikki after she left home that morning and went to her AA meeting. But then some things jumped out at them. Common sense stuff, really. Dennis, that was shade. That was shade towards the original detectives, for sure. that was
1: a shade towards your friend Captain Anderson,
0: yeah, I thought he was he your was buddy
1: just here,
0: yeah. We haven't forgotten. We just met him, yeah, and so stuff common sense stuff, really that the previous detectives missed, I guess. Oh boy. Her wedding ring was still in her bathroom on top of the jewelry cleaner that she kept it in overnight. She was proud of that ring. She would wear it to that meeting for the big celebration. Not, I don't know. Maybe if they were having trouble, she wouldn't.
1: Maybe also the, you've got to forget it sometimes if you leave it in jewelry cleaner, but it wasn't in the jewelry cleaner. It was, it was on top of the jewelry cleaner.
0: Yeah. That but this weird. one is big. Her body was found with her nighttime retainer in her mouth.
1: Oh yeah, that's so. She was killed. It.
0: She was killed at, at night. She never yeah. left that morning, and the only one with her during that time period was David. So they arrest David. Six and a half years after this, after she was murdered, David goes on trial, freshly shaven, but with horrible razor burn everywhere. His face is in a permanent state of the lower half is red. I don't feel bad because he's a horrible person.
1: I gotta go back and look.
0: It is the devil coming out in rashy form on him. Okay. So we meet two women prosecutors, and one of them's name is Carla Carlstrom.
1: We have Which Kristen is? Richardson and Carla Carlstrom.
0: Yeah, I thought that was funny.
1: It's like Carl Carlson.
0: It's like Carl Carlson. I had murderer. to rewind
1: it because I thought it was Carl Carlson. <laughs>
0: yeah, he was a murderer. Oh, uh,
1: never mind. Wasn't the good version of Carl Carlson. This is Carla Karl 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 yeah.
0: Karlstrom. So they think it was a crime of passion. Why? Dennis says, David was a philanderer who viewed his goody two-shoes wife as a weight around his neck, so he put his hands around hers. Ooh, I don't like that. Dennis, you're a poet, but that's very dark. Mm -mm. It wasn't a plan. It was just a rage killing, which not just. It's horrible. It's a rage killing. So he's charged with second-degree murder. Don't
1: like that. Mm. No one likes that.
0: No, and no one is happy about that. Dennis says, Well, people want forensics, and there's no forensics. People, the jury wants CSI. Give the people CSI. He loves talking about CSI. He, that's his favorite.
1: Am I allowed to insert that sound?
0: Ow! From yes. CSI Miami. Love from the that. Who? Am I allowed? Probably not.
1: It's like half a second. Who
0: are you? Hoo, hoo. We could just do it.
1: But not as, you know, it'd be really effective. I know. That's fine.
0: So they call other women to the stand. Many of David's other women, a parade of women. And how they cheated with David, a kiss at a bar, many- A three-way kiss. Okay, so this woman takes the stand and we learn there was a three-way kiss at a bar. And we learn it because the, the lawyer is, the prosecutor's asking her. And so- it's between a woman and a person named Katie, who is not this Katie and Dave. We think. We hope. We're not sure. And where you where were you? Were I've you never been Seattle? to Seattle,
1: so okay. we were pretty much screwed. Yeah. So
0: the lawyer wants the inside scoop. She wants the tea. She wants the gossip. She wants the choreography of the kissing. So she's like, so you were kissing Katie. And the woman goes, yes. And then she's like, was Katie is kissing you? And the woman's like, yes. And then she's like, are all three who is kissing? And the woman's like, all three of us are kissing at a time. And they're
1: all three kissing at the same time, which I'm not sure why the lawyer thinks that like three faces don't go together because they will. So I'm not sure where she's getting confused. (laughs) And it feels like she's talking about a sex act. Because she's like, were you with this person and then this person was in this position? No, it's kissing. It's not an actual intercoursing.
0: Yeah, it's like Secrets of Silver Lakes when Mank was trying to figure out who had sex with who. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, who took turns? Was it you and then Katie and then Dave stepped in and he kissed Katie? And then did you kiss Dave? But that's not what she asks.
1: She's she's... asking about the literal logistics of a three-way kiss. Which, literally, if you just say it, I think the jury gets the idea. They
0: get it. And I don't think it matters. (laughs) At all. No. She wants all of the news, basically. And you can get all of that and more at the Newsworthy Podcast. Now, the Newsworthy Podcast might not know if Katie Kissed Dave And then when Mary was involved and if Jeff got involved and who kissed who at what time. But they pretty much know all the other news that's going on in the whole world. Who's Jeff? I don't know. I feel like Jeff was maybe there too. Listen, I just learned from watching The Amazing Race that there's a country called Slovenia that is only 32 years old. That means that I am older than this country and KD is much younger than it. Thank you. I need to know these things so I don't sound dumb at dinner parties and trivia nights, and I can't learn them all from The Amazing Race. So I am learning them from the Newsworthy podcast with host Erica Mandy. This is a short podcast, unlike ours, that goes on for far too long. This is 10 minutes of your life every day, and you get an unbiased look at news, at politics, government, big tech news, but also... Fun entertainment news. So you might hear, who is the secretary of state? Are Travis and Taylor still together? Did Katie and Dave kiss? After how many seconds? Did they play seven minutes in heaven? I need to know it all. And all of that sort of news is equally important to me. I want to know about Travis and Taylor. I want to know about secretary of state. Also, 10 minutes. Imagine how much time you spend either anxiously doom scrolling on everything bad in the world, plus the time you spend reading about Chloe and Tristan and if they're back together, and suddenly your whole day is gone and you're fired from your job because you were trying to keep up with the Kardashians and you didn't file your TPS report. Oh, boy. Start a healthy routine by listening to the Newsworthy podcast every day for 10 minutes. I feel so much more informed in a way that doesn't give me tremendous anxiety like reading a ton of news and watching pundits scream at each other on the TV. Yeah. It stresses me out and it's so depressing and newsworthy is none of those things. It's so unbiased you could even listen to it around your family and you might not start screaming at each other. There you go. That's a miracle. The Newsworthy has been a top 25 news podcast recommended by Fast Company, Harper's Bazaar, and People Magazine. Wow. So search The Newsworthy on whatever app you're listening to now or go to thenewsworthy.com. Again, add the podcast The Newsworthy to your everyday playlist to get fast, fair, and fun news every day.
1: It's amazing. And look, this news is worthy of 10 minutes of your time.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you, Newsworthy.
0: Thank you, Katie. This case is nuts.com. Pistachio nut,
1: white, all white, natural (laughs) pistachio nut, cashew nut, almond nut, macadamia nut. That's the one that would send her over the (laughs) top. Harlan Pepper, you stop naming nuts. (laughs) Best in show, everybody. If you haven't seen Best in Show, that was that. So, anyways, Let's talk about nuts.com.
0: Can we? Because I have about five things in my cart right now because I just placed another (laughs) order and I already want more.
1: Can I ask you your top favorite?
0: Okay. So, so far. Yeah. Bagel chips. Obsessed with bagel chips and they have different flavors.
1: Haven't tried them. Okay. Writing that down. What else?
0: I just discovered the fudge tab so i saw that they have white chocolate and peppermint fudge
1: yeah you're missing out you need to get on that
0: the i didn't fudge, see that yeah. they had a fudge tab pull it together cheddar popcorn because that's a classic oh yeah fine favorite and then i saw that they also have chocolate covered pretzels and they have a bunch of different flavors like black and white pretzels and a whole oh, bunch yeah. of different kinds
1: any sort of covered pretzel i'm in
0: also, they have this half popcorn stuff. That's
1: okay. That's half my popped? top pick. My top pick is the half popped popcorn. I was so curious that I had to get it. I ate it in two nights. Mm-hmm. It's a big bag. It's so amazingly crunchy and good.
0: Obsessed. And I, did they come up with this? Is it their TM? I've never seen half pop popcorn before.
1: I don't know, but they're doing it right because it it's the perfect amount of salt. It's the perfect amount of like hint of butter. It's so, so good. But look, this is just one of the many things that is amazing on nuts.com. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. Nuts.com is your one-stop shop for freshly roasted nuts, dried fruit, sweets, pantry staples like specialty flowers, and more. Their wide selection means there is literally something for everyone. At nuts.com, quality is a top priority. They roast their nuts and pop their corn the same day it ships. So they reach you deliciously fresh, satisfaction guaranteed. You will definitely be satisfied. I am guaranteeing you satisfaction because this is the freshest tasting snacks I think I've ever had. Kimberly and I are obsessed with Nuts.com and you should be too. Oh, and just so you know, Nuts.com also offers plenty of gluten-free options and organic choices and other diet-friendly products. You can shop a la carte at any time or you can opt in to their hassle-free auto deliveries so you never run out of your favorite items. Right now, Nuts.com is offering new customers a free gift with purchase and free shipping on orders of $29 or more at nuts.com. date Dateline. That's free gift with purchase, free shipping on any order of $29 or more. So go check out all of the amazingly delicious options at nuts.com slash date Dateline. You'll receive a free gift and free shipping when you spend just $29 or more. That's nuts.com slash date Dateline. We are nuts about you, nuts.com.
0: I'm nuts for your nuts.
1: And your fudge and your bagel, just all.
0: Trail mix. um... Every tab. Yeah, the trail mix was
1: amazing. That was gone. I know. In five days. Thank you so much, nuts.com.
0: So we meet a string of ladies on the stand that have had things with David. Either maybe they were sexually harassed by him, unfortunately. Maybe they had uh, consensual one-night stands with him. A romance, a full-on romance with this lady that started when he was engaged to Nikki. And she said, why are you getting married? And he said, well, it's too late now to walk away. I hate this man. Yeah. So so he's a dog.
1: I don't know what that means. It's too late now to walk. Too late for what?
0: I don't know. He put a deposit already- down on the venue? Yeah. He dated this woman for two years. Also, this woman is not great. I hate to say it. But of course, I blame him more. Um, I hate
1: to say it, but this woman probably got killed online yeah after this episode
0: yeah that's so hard. yeah that's rough. she said how do you feel about me and he said he cared about me and i thought okay well at least he's not saying i love you to all these women i don't know but if that makes it better years? or worse yeah for two
1: years he cares about care you about okay you. this this woman might like men who don't like her very much mm-hmm. oh no
0: girl raise your standards
1: i hope you're okay all right
0: David tried to change Nikki into being basically more sexually free. And he even went so far. Get ready. If you had flames on the side of your face before, you're not ready. He spiked her drink with ecstasy, hoping that she would finally give in and do a threesome.
1: She spiked her Red Bull because remember, this is at a bar and she's sober. So she's not drinking alcohol. She's having a Red Bull at the bar.
0: She takes her sobriety so seriously that she has a Red Bull at a bar and her husband is drugging her.
1: I was so angry, I almost threw my phone. That's so messed up. And it means like you don't respect her sobriety. You don't care about it because you seem to want to date a party girl. So go date a party girl. Don't date someone who's in recovery. That's so messed up.
0: Mm -hmm. It brought me back to... My 90210 people will really feel this. Emily Valentine spiked Brandon's drink with what was called euphoria, which was basically ecstasy, Ecstasy. but they couldn't call it ecstasy for some reason, so they called it euphoria so that he would loosen up, and it made her one of the most hated characters in 90210 history, and then she almost lit their float on fire.
1: Maybe that's where he got the idea.
0: And I think that is where I think he thinks he's Brandon, but I think he thinks he's Dylan, and he's neither. I think he's just a douche. This is a this
1: is a horrible, horrible thing.
0: He's Steve. I'm just kidding. Steve was nice. Steve Holt. (laughs) So Dave's bar buddy Renee, because I guess this lady Renee that is his bar buddy, who he's, I don't. She said, yeah, he would put it in her Red Bull, and at this point. They show him at the trial and he's just watching her testimony and he's rubbing the bottom of his face raw. And I was like, is that why it's so red?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Because he just constantly is like, oh my God, I'm in such deep trouble.
1: Yeah, you're in such deep trouble because this is, if I was on the jury, I would not be able to be unbiased after this testimony. I'd be like, okay, you did it. You're going to prison. Yeah. (laughs)
0: So Tanya, who is Nikki's sister, says, you know, he never helped us search for her. He never made any phone calls. He never did anything. David made some mistakes that got him caught. The food in Nikki's stomachs showed that she was killed between midnight and 2 a.m., which is when David came home. That's Uh bad. He didn't take in, that into consideration. From
1: where? We still don't know where he came home from.
0: What was he doing on Friday night that he came home so late? Okay. There was less than one Percocet dose in her system, so he had made it seem like she had fallen off the wagon and all of this stuff. And it turns out she had taken less than she had one less than one dose, so she had probably not taken it in several days and was not taking it barely she wasn't even taking what the prescription was for she was not certainly not taking more than that it's the flames on the side I'm of my so face. so
1: angry don't be smirch and be like oh well i'll just use the fact that she was an addict
0: yeah it's gross
1: really gross
0: david had told a co-worker that he had taken his a bracelet to a pawn shop and the guy had tried to rip him off and so they think that he had the bracelet the whole time. He had told the police he had no idea where the bracelet was. He knew. That's weird. Her phone had made that call that afternoon to the gym. They are able to ping the phone to a little area on a map that turns out to be the 24-hour fitness where David was working. Wow. So, At the same time as the phone call, David is seen on the security footage walking away from the front desk. So they think that basically he stepped away and called himself from her phone to make it look like she was still alive.
1: I did not like this evidence, I have to say.
0: It's not great. They can't see him making the call. Thank you. So it doesn't really, it just, he could have gone to the bathroom or something.
1: Well, this is what they chose to end on. They both acted, both of the prosecutors sort of acted like this was the smoking gun. And I was like, or as Dennis bit.
0: would say, the coup de gras."
1: The coup de gras, Dennis would say. But I think that your coup de grace, honestly, was that the area of the phone call, that you mm-hmm. pinged it to that area is great. Him walking away, I feel like the defense attorneys can come right back in there. Yeah. And be like, hmm. I think
0: the coup de gras, is the retainer and the food in her stomach.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. I think the coup de grace is him drugging her Red Bull.
0: Yeah, that's probably the coup de grace. Dennis says, they describe David as an oversexed, runaround louse of a husband, a guy who strangled his inconvenient wife and left her to rot in a scrubby bog. Dennis is a dark poet. He's like Edgar Allan Poe. Dark poetry. Also a louse. Oversexed run-around louse. He's a louse. Yeah, he's, he's just a run-around louse. He's a scamp.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> David, they say, was emotionless in trial. And in a hilarious moment, they pan across the courtroom and it shows one lady sitting in the front row and no one else on his side.
1: Was it just Kim on his side, or was it his mom?
0: No, Kim, I don't even think Kim was there. Kim was not there. That's right, Kim
1: didn't go to the trial. No, his mom did go.
0: It must be his mom then. This is now we find out where Kim was. So Kim from church says he has a lot of supporters from church. We are all Team Dave. And we chose to support from outside the courthouse. Okay, I have so many questions.
1: Burn.
0: Dennis says they did it to avoid the cameras. Okay. And then Kim says, I have a lot of respect for those who didn't go. He knows who loves him. What do you think about this?
1: I think Kim's trying to pull a fast one. I have a lot of respect for those who didn't show up at court. She, it feels like she's gaslighting. I have to be honest. She's trying to gaslight the Dateline audience by to being think like, that it's not you're thinking that about has... this wrong.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Because no, we're, we're we not. are thinking
0: they are embarrassed. They are not supporting him. They don't want to be associated with him.
1: Right, because he's a louse. And he <laughs> drugged around louse. his sober wife to free her up so that she would have a threesome with him. Mm-hmm. Defend that, Kim.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So and then we know she didn't go because it says she watched the news in disbelief. So she is watching the trial on the news.
1: So Dateline shades her immediately mm-hmm. following she didn't go her either. statement.
0: Yeah. She wasn't even outside the courthouse. She was at home. Dennis says, Surely this wasn't her trusted confidant. And I thought, don't call me Shirley. So The defense doesn't call a bunch of defense witnesses. They don't call Kim or his church friends to say how great he is. All they say is she left the condo that morning and he doesn't know where she went. That's it. His baby faced attorney. That's all he's got. And the prosecutor is just watching, chewing her gum very aggressively. Like, I've got this in the bag.
1: That's good. And, I, I appreciate an aggressive gum chew. I just oh, yeah. and, when it's appropriately placed, it, it's very effective.
0: Yeah. So they say, you know, she left and he doesn't know what happened. Maybe she didn't wear her wedding ring all the time, and maybe sometimes she went out in public in her night retainer. No, sure. Doubt it. Sure, I have a night retainer. It's disgusting. It smells weird, even if though I clean it. You have and, a night retainer. Yeah. And I would never go out in public in it. It's just, I would never want anyone to see it besides me. So they say he was a crummy husband, but (laughs) skirt chasing. What is going on in this episode? I don't know. I don't know. Crummy, louse, run around, skirt chasing. Yeah. I can't. He's a
1: scamp. (laughs) We've nailed it. That's it.
0: He's a crumb bum.
1: Crumb. Mm-hmm, Scallywag. Ladies and
0: gentlemen, he's a Scallywag, crumbum.
1: rascal, ne'er-do-well.
0: <laughs> but that doesn't make him a murderer. And then the, they go, jury, you all know men like that <laughs> running around, louses, that's that I do, they- and
1: the problem is any woman you have on the jury want to put that man in prison.
0: Exactly, and now this is their chance. Yeah. And they say, you know, you all know men like that, but they didn't kill their wives. What? What well, this that? one did. This what does, one does that have did? to do with
1: anything? What
0: exactly? What does that have to do with anything? <sighs> so they bring on Nikki's doctor, who has a gorgeous silver head of hair. Yes, and she says she knew all about Nikki's history. She tightly monitored Nikki's weekly prescription. It was a weekly prescription. This is where the numbers are not mathing for me. I was a little confused me because too. she gets fifty six pills but she it was a weekly prescription so was she taking 8 pills a day? Percocet?
1: But if it's Percocet mixed with acetaminophen like if it's the because it, Percocet's not just pure Percocet they're not giving you 100 milligrams of Percocet it's gotta be like a low dose Percocet mixed with a pain, like with an aspirin with an acetaminophen. Okay. So they're trying to give her something to help take the edge off, but not yeah. enough to give her any kind of a high.
0: Yeah. And it was a weekly prescription. But she had not been taking many of the pills, maybe hmm. just a couple times. She's probably nervous. She was so nervous. She was probably gutting out the pain and just dealing with it because she was so scared to take the medicine. But the defense uses this against her by saying, what was she doing with all these pills? She kept getting it refilled. She was lying to her doctor. She was doing something with those drugs. And then the defense says, Inferentially, circumstantially, you could find out that she was giving them away to friends, coming in contact with drug users and drug dealers. Very dangerous. We will never know. So you just said inferentially, circumstantially, oh, she could have been giving them away. You have no idea. No idea.
1: Sorry, was she getting
0: fifty-six pills a week? He wrote on the. He wrote on this date. She got fifty-six. On this date, which was a week later, she got 56. On this date, which was also seven days later, she got 56. Okay. We're very confused. Can pharmacology call us?
1: Pharmacology in 2006 call us.
0: Thank you. So they're basically making it sound like she's a drug dealer now. That's so messed up. And that she had something to hide and she died as a result. So the jury deliberates and Kim from church is at home saying, I'm going to support him no matter what, no matter what the verdict says, because I feel like he would do the same for me.
1: Okay, now you're just being weird, Kim.
0: He would not support you no matter what. You don't even know him. You have just.
1: Yeah, I don't know about this. I don't know about any of this. I'm
0: confused. (laughs) I was
1: frustrated with Kim. Kim, I felt like was being I think they needed a friend of his for Dateline and she agreed to do it and maybe she regrets it. So maybe I'm being too hard on her.
0: Uh, I think she's being a little bit, yeah, willfully obtuse. No, I'm sorry. No, I think she is. Yeah, I just, I just wanted to use that phrase. She, it's, you're not wants wrong, to believe the best in people. But do you hitched your wagon to the wrong person here, the wrong razor burn star? And, <laughs> but you know what? He fooled a lot of people, not just Kim.
1: Yeah, he did, and he fooled Nikki, who seemed delightful and who didn't seem stupid.
0: Exactly. She just likes to see the best in people.
1: Oh, it's a shame. That's why
0: we say see the worst in people. No. Don't wind up on Dateline. He is found guilty. Thank God. Also, why did it take seven years to get him? He got to live for seven years out. Her mom, Gail, who is wearing a, a headscarf and just looks so fabulous. She tells reporters, she says, I'm elated. David, I hope you find it in your heart to be sorry because if you don't, you'll burn in hell forever.
1: Oh, she's great.
0: <laughs> it's the best and her husband is rubbing her back very supportively as she's saying this and like it's so cute.
1: Her husband was amazing the entire time.
0: Yeah, this is very supportive. Uh, Nikki's stepdad. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So David goes in for sentencing in a maroon jumpsuit that, unfortunately for him, and fortunately for Kimberly, really brought out his red face issues, I found. The lower half of his face matched the jumpsuit. He gets 18 years in prison, which is the maximum for a second-degree murder. And- Gail speaks and she's wearing a little barrette and a paper sign in her shirt that says justice for Nikki. And he's not even looking for at her as she's speaking because he's just a jerk. And she says, David, I'm not going to waste time on you anymore. I forgive you. You don't rule my life anymore. And I was like, good for her. Good, Gail. But she wished she knew why and how he could do this to someone to like Nikki, who was so nice. And Dennis says, that's the hardest question. It's all is the why. And he brought it full circle to the how, what, when, where, why. Yeah. He brought it full circle.
1: Do we never hear anything about life insurance? No. Yeah. Would really love to she know. She had a
0: good job. Maybe she did have life insurance. I
1: have a did lot of questions. Did you find
0: out anything else out? Oh. Please tell me he's still in prison.
1: He's still in prison, as far as I could tell. I could see nothing that said he was out. The main things that I found was I did watch something. The prosecution, they didn't show this in the dateline, and I thought this was a really good tactic the prosecution used. Do you remember when we're hearing, we hear some voicemails when she's missing, like Mm -hmm. one from Gail specifically being like, even if you've relapsed. So, what the prosecution did in trial is they had basically a screen and it had all of these audio files and they played 37 audio files that were on her phone from i think the day she went missing to the day that her body was found and the only one from david is that one that he calls and says hey do you need to pick something up going to the party his alibi one
0: yeah his alibi one he
1: never called the phone again and they're like where are you and Everyone else did, even though remember her phone and her purse are missing. Yeah. He never tries the phone again. And there's, and they play every single, me- everyone's bawling, by the way, on that side of the courtroom. A lot of like, it looks like some of Gail's like personal friends, family friends, maybe her grandmother. It's a lot. And they're all sobbing because you hear these messages getting progressively frantic. Yeah. Everyone perfect. in her life that cares about her except for David.
0: Yeah. That's a good. Technology. That's
1: the best tactic I've ever... That would have done it for me as a juror, too. Yeah. I would have been like, why didn't you call?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyways, and then the tennis wow. bracelet, he tried to go for an appeal on the tennis bracelet specifically. Oh, really? Because I guess he had had somebody at the bank try to look it up. He had given it and been like, hey, well, how much do you think this bracelet's worth? And the one of his coworkers had taken it home and had researched it and wrote on a Post-it where he should go to try to sell it and what he, she thought the value was okay and then which makes me think he didn't buy it if you're asking someone what the value is on a tennis bracelet where did you get it
0: that's a good point
1: why don't you know what the value is do you think
0: he stole it from some chick he slept with
1: i think he got it at a pawn shop yeah maybe maybe which i guess isn't bad i don't mind that but maybe he stole it maybe took it out of his nana's jewelry box yeah anyways it was a big deal because he thought it was seized unlawfully. And so he didn't appeal on it. But it was more interesting that the girl, I guess, tries it on. She tells the detective, she goes, he said, oh, my, I can't believe you're wearing my dead wife's bracelet right now. Because <gasps> she just wanted to see how big it was, the sizing of it. And I was like, that's really creepy. You, But he thought it was seized. And it shouldn't have been there was no search warrant and it shouldn't have been taken. And the way that it was used in court made him look guilty. I'm like, no, what made you look guilty in court
0: is you drugged your wife
1: is you drugged your wife's Red Bull that end. Goodbye.
0: Yeah. Bye. We're done here. Thanks. Have a great day. So I know we're not doing the new segment of will he get let- love letters in prison because they all will.
1: Then why are you bringing it up?
0: I don't know. I just don't like bringing it up because I know he's going to and it makes me upset. I was thinking about it last week with Alex Murdoch, and I was like, that's just on a scale of one to 10, that's a 10 gross that he gets love letters. The fact that all this came out about drugging his wife, the fact that David is getting them, it makes it a 10 out of 10 gross. It's always going to be a 10 out of 10 gross.
1: So the answer to your question, does he get love letters in prison? Yes.
0: Yes. And it it will always be yes.
1: B-roll Bonanza.
0: Oh, I wrote Hungry Predator B-roll, and I didn't know what that meant, but then I remembered. It's that thing where the camera's down really low to the ground, like a crawling some sort of predator.
1: They do it. The POV camera moving through the parking lot of the condo. Yeah. They've got it like this weird, yeah. snaky camera going. I yeah. got it too on this one. Um, We have Mom I'm gonna Gail I'm going to call sitting... it
0: Murderous Python.
1: Murder, Murder Python cam. Yeah. Yeah. There we go mom gail sitting on a park bench alone in black Mm. leather gloves and then later sitting on possibly same park bench with her husband
0: oh that was nice yeah kim is sitting on a bench also with like greenery behind her just looking out at nothing jesus i don't know what she was looking at and also a pharmacist with a french tip manicure counting pills
1: i miss that yeah Oh, good for the French tip. We get lots of AA footage or like faux AA meeting room, mm-hmm. and then we get a close up of a AA chip. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then we have Sister Tanya st- just staring off into the distance. They didn't have her sitting on a bench; they just had her near a bench. Mm-hmm. Dennis also gets a walk and talk in this. When is his walk and talk? He's walking and talking with who's he walking with? I think he's walking with Captain he Jesse walks Anderson. With...
0: No, he walks with the um the Kathleen tracker. Decker, yeah,
1: Decker Tracker, Tracker Decker, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Branson happy being on Dateline and are now associated with murder. I got to go. Bally's Total Fitness
1: and twenty four hour and twenty four hour
0: Jim's and Chase Bank,
1: Jim's Chase Bank and jewelry cleaner. Maybe I don't know. I have a hot tip for Tennis jewelry bracelets. cleaner. People who need jewelry cleaner, it's more expensive than you want it to be. The place to get it for cheap: TJ Maxx. Marshall's it's Um, always on sale they always have them so it's always on those end caps and it's always like two or three bucks so do not spend like 10 or 15 dollars on jewelry cleaner go to TJ Maxx go to Marshall's
0: that's a good tip
1: you're welcome do we have Uh, a hot tip corner because that was that
0: let us know if you would be interested in hot tip corner
1: hot takes hot tips yeah did you have a hot take I think all your takes are hot but fashion police fashion oh gail's courtroom
0: gail is so stylish like on the bench she looks like she's in a burberry ad she has a winter coat on and the gloves and it's just fabulous
1: her courtroom belt
0: yeah she's great i feel so bad it's a for full gail. corseted
1: belt and i was like that's how by the way she must be in her 70s amazing good she's for you
0: good for her i'm so sorry gail for your loss but you're fabulous
1: If Gail does not have a public access show, that's a shame. Mm. I would like hot tips from Gail.
0: Seriously, I need her to teach me how to look like a lady.
1: Mm. Oh, lady tips. Yeah. That would be great. Do you have titles?
0: I was trying to get some more with razor burn, but- I got uh, you. Okay.
1: Bally's, feel the burn.
0: (laughs) There we go. Red face, red handed was where I was trying to- but oh, there we he go. really wasn't caught red-handed, so it doesn't really even work.
1: Doesn't matter. Uh, I, I would nothing. like to know why he did it still, please. All I had was the obvious, which was for Pete's sake.
0: There we go. Yeah, is that Was there life insurance? Does someone know? Why he did? did he do
1: it? Why do you think he did it?
0: I think he just got really mad at her. She maybe said she was leaving him or she was sick of all this sex stuff that she didn't feel comfortable doing. Maybe she found out he was drugging her drinks. He was saying stuff about her sobriety on the night before her big meeting. I don't know. They think it was a crime of passion that he just lost it. So maybe it wasn't for the money.
1: Killing seems just real far. Do we think he came home drunk? Maybe. And so maybe he was like kind of out of it. I don't know. I
0: don't know. That's not an excuse to murder though.
1: Well, it takes a lot of strength to strangle someone, right? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's no one else that did it. Yeah, it, he it takes a lot
0: longer it. than you think. So right. you do have to really have put your mind into it.
1: You have to really think about it. That's real creepy. I would like a more interview with the girl that he was seeing at the time to see if she had any inkling like if he had said anything like, "I hope something happens to her."
0: well, they had broken up by then. they were not still together. Oh, that's right, Oh, brother but maybe he had always said things about her yeah. he had said i didn't he didn't want to marry her, but it was too late to get out of it or whatever.
1: And then they stayed married for four years and then he kills her. This is just weird. It feels like there was a life insurance policy that he thought there was. And then there was none. It feels like he looked up Bally's and saw, oh, she gets life insurance, but didn't actually she didn't actually sign up for it because it comes out of your paycheck. And so she just didn't want to do that option because she was young and was like, oh, no, it'll be fine. We don't have kids. It'll be okay. And then you think it was that?
0: I don't know. No, because that would make it more planned.
1: Yeah, that's true. Well, if it wasn't planned, I don't know. It was right. weird. That's
0: just their theory that it was crime and fashion. I don't know. But I do always say, let people know your life insurance. Because if they have no reason to financially kill you, make sure they know they have no reason to kill you for financial reasons. Correct. I got nothing to my name. I'm not worth killing.
1: And that's Kimberly's hot tip for this episode.
0: There you go. Hey. Yeah. And if you change your life insurance, let everyone know. You're no longer on my policy. Please don't kill me.
1: This is good advice. Everyone, please follow us on Instagram and on Twitter. Threads. Uh, The artist formerly known as Twitter. TikTok. And if you want, you can join our Patreon supercast where we give you a super extra special episode each month and our weekly episodes early and ad-free and other fun stuff. Oh, and we're just wrapping up our second podcast of A Date with the Bake if you are into The Great British Baking Show on Netflix.
0: Even if you're not, it's still really fun, and this season has a couple more episodes left. So Only two. Oh, only two?
1: I think we're at the semifinals, and then we're going into the final.
0: Oh, oi, soggy bottoms. So Two weeks left. And also, don't forget to play Wham.
1: Kimberly, tell us what Wham is. Oh, my God.
0: If I have to tell every year. Someone said the funniest thing. They said, the holiday season for me is your PSAs that Whamageddon hasn't started yet. <laughs> After no. Thanksgiving. No, December 1st. How do you not know this when I may, I, I have to say it every year? Because
1: logically, it makes more sense for it to just start right after Thanksgiving. I know. How everyone starts putting up Christmas decorations I know. right after.
0: But for months now, people have been DMing me going, I'm out. I heard, so Whamageddon, you can't hear Wham last Christmas or Mariah Carey, which is Mariah Armageddon. Mariah Armageddon. And you can't hear All I Want for Christmas is You between November, sorry, December 1st to Christmas, the 24th, Christmas Eve at midnight. So you can listen to it on Christmas Day and you can listen to it before the 1st. But if you hear it, you're out. People get really into it. And sometimes there's saboteurs in families trying to knock out people. It's a very fun game to play. But if you don't want to play because you love those songs and want to listen all the time, that's fine. Just don't play them and be a jerk and don't DM me videos where that song is playing, because I will get very cranky Julie from last year. Oh my gosh. I don't remember if her name was Julie, oh. but she remembers, she knows what she did. But it's a fun game, and it doesn't start until December 1st. It's fun, so but
1: it also makes you very angry.
0: It's also very stressful, and Katie plays sometimes in secret because she doesn't want people to know if she's in or out. I play out.
1: every year in secret.
0: <laughs> she doesn't tell us. If but she's I also or not. win
1: almost every year because I don't go out a lot. So. Also,
0: headphones. Go if you're going out, where our listen to our podcast, blasted top volume on your headphones. Also, if, unless
1: I really like the song, I don't register it.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's when you really register that you are listening to the song,
1: right? So you um, have to register that you're hearing it. You don't have yeah. to go back into like. Kroger and say, can you give me the playlist of what just played on XM? Like No, but speaking
0: of playlists, if you work in retail, good luck, but hopefully they'll let you be in charge of the playlist. You can make your own Christmas playlist that doesn't include those songs. Not if you Do have satellite radio. Listen. I think
1: you're at the mercy.
0: Yeah, don't listen to the radio. Don't listen to holiday stations and then come to me crying because you got out when you were listening to a holiday music station. Also, scroll TikTok and And Instagram with the sound off, the volume off and only put the volume up when you know the video is safe. Thank you. That's how it got most people last year.
1: Also, as you start buying gifts for people this season, think about buying from a small business, at least one gift, just there are a lot of businesses out there that are struggling. So just get somebody something from Etsy or find a store in your town that's locally owned and just try. Great idea. My one thing this year. Also,
0: Uncommon Goods has a lot of independent homemade gifts.
1: Correct, they do. There you go.
0: Thank you, everybody.
1: Thank you, everyone, and be your own burn.
0: Be your own, Bally's burn. Feel the burn. Also, let me know what's going on. Was it Razorburn? Did you guys see it, or was it just me? Thank you. Also,
1: let us know if it is indeed a Mr. Bally.
0: (laughs) Is there a Mr. Bally? And does he own the casino as well.
1: We're gonna feel really bad if it's a Mrs. Bally's.
0: Good for you, Mrs. Lee. I Bally. hope it's Mrs. Bally's okay I hope good for Janet her girl Bally's. power. Thank Janet, you, Janet Bally's good for you Janet. <laughs> Bye everybody. I hope you hang out with Lenora forty eight hours. Oh god. Forty eight hour uh, fitness. Sorry, what's it called twenty four hour hour Try to get I hope you hang out with Lenora twenty four hour fitness. Fitness <laughs> Bye, ready.
1: why do you have a night retainer because i had braces how many years ago did you have braces
0: when i was in junior high
1: okay those retainers you know get lost within the several years following and then just are never replaced
0: i still wear one because i don't want my teeth to shift I'm a very conscientious person.
1: I would say I want a pull, but I don't because I'm wrong. I'm definitely in the minority.
0: No, I think you're not because whenever I go to the dentist or somewhere, they go, oh, you still wear your retainer. Good for you. <laughs> Even the dentist. The dentist is like, you still wear that? Good for you. Oh, my God. But I bite my nails so much that I'm sure I'm like shifting my teeth. So I wear it every night. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Okay. We'll do a poll.
1: Uh, please don't no please don't there's a lot
0: of my fellow type A people out there that are that weird that are still wearing their retainers.
1: I'm sure there's plenty. I'm sure there's plenty. I'm not sure if they're still wearing the one from braces. I'm yes. impressed that you've done it continuously. Yeah. That's it's, impressive. It's
0: probably only my second one. And, I, and that one I had to get it replaced cuz the dog chewed it up.
1: Because it would dissolve after No, a dog,
0: a dog chewed it up. It's pretty I'm nice. shocked. And I do soak it, by the way, and clean it, but it's still really gross.